Do you ever find yourself yearning to look beyond the obvious and dreaming about what's possible in your next chapter? Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. I'm your host, Jeanette Blissett, former corporate executive who turned the page to become a best-selling author, entrepreneur, designer, and lifestyle business consultant. Episodes feature me and a kaleidoscope of guests who share their journeys with wit, candor, and humor, breathing life into real talks about things that matter most. I believe we all have a fire burning within us, waiting to be unleashed and shared with the world. It may just be a matter of time. So let's get together, turn the page, and get this adventure started. Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. I'm Jeanette Blissett, your host. Today's guest is Gentera Balsavec-Chute. Gentera is a certified ketogenic wellness and nutrition coach. All her life, she was interested in nutrition, even though she had always been a healthy eater. She was that type of person who never ordered takeout or was motivated to buy pre-cooked meals. As she moved away from home to another country when she was in her 20s, Gentera discovered different cultures with different types of cuisine. She noticed that by tasting and trying new foods, she was starting to gain weight. Nothing to laugh about. This was something new to her, and because of that, she decided to go deeper into the nutritional side of food and eating. This is where her true passion was born. She wanted to truly understand what she needed to do to stop the weight gain. And then her world was shaken when she was diagnosed with hypothyroidism. It took a while to figure out what was working, how to lose the weight, and how to maintain her weight loss. She's now on a mission to help women. Gentera specializes in weight loss programs for women who suffer with hormonal imbalance and thyroid problems. Gentera, welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. Let's talk about whole food versus processed foods. As I, I describe as simple as like to a kid's. So whatever comes in the box, you put it back. You leave on the shelf. If you read the labels, which I always say read the labels, if some food, whatever, consumes more than a five grams of sugar, you put it back. When I say real food, as the real as it gets, there is nothing. Obviously, meat is going to be packed, of course. You have a vegetables. You have, and I even, I consume more fresh vegetables. I know like organic is there is a price range involved and all that and not everyone can afford it i always say then try to go with a farmer's market or purchase the vegetables and a salad that is in a season so that cuts down the cost of it because they obviously is in the season there's a mass produced it's going to be cheaper to buy it a lot of people don't either consider it or they're completely unaware so when i hear a lot organic food is expensive my response generally is if there is a farmer's market in your local community yeah. you would probably be better off buying your vegetables there even if it doesn't have an organic label because many of those farmers are actually producing the vegetables without chemicals. Exactly. 
And at the same time, like in the season, like, so basically when it comes to fruit, so now you have raspberries, strawberries, all of that apples, pears, they the ones are in the season, those foods. You need to make a priority to pay attention to that because obviously it's going to be cheaper and the quality is amazing. The quality is going to be better. And one of the doctors that helped me to understand eating fruits in season was Dr. Gundry. And he talks about where to buy your fruit, depending on where you're located. And I am in Arizona. So when I buy my fruit or vegetables, if it's not at the farmer's market, I'm looking at the label of where it originated from. If it originated from Mexico, which is less than two hours away, or California, which is less than two or three hours away, it makes sense to me. But if something has a fruit or vegetable has a label and it's from Peru, no, I'm not buying it. Yes. Is it this? Yes. (laughs) Exactly. It's too far. It's too far because obviously once the fruit been picked and how long it, it took to pack the food, how long it took to transfer that fruit from one country to another. So the n- nutrients is already decreasing. In, in the produce for yeah. sure. But if you don't live in a state or city that has locally grown fruit, any fruit that might be two or three hours away would be acceptable. <laughs> when it's six hours, eight hours, 12 hours, it just does not make sense. But here's what I learned though. The local fruits and vegetables have a completely different taste. Like, oh, absolutely. Oh my God, broccoli. Broccoli, completely different from a local farmer versus of the supermarket. Carrots, oh my God, you can almost consider a carrot a carbohydrate because they are so sweet when they come from the farmer's market. Onions, garlic, completely different when you get it from a farmer's market. So now what I do is every Saturday I go to the farmer's market and I buy my vegetables. I no longer buy them from the supermarket. Yes, and I completely agree with you. And I reached the point as well that I started growing my own vegetables. So obviously it's a smaller quantity, but it's mine. And considering I, I can taste the difference as well when I buy from a supermarket or I go pick in my garden tomatoes they is a difference like day and night it's like day and night i've managed to actually grow basil in pots and peppers i think the point we're making is to understand where your food is coming from because that has a lot to do with the quality of the food and when we say quality it's really the value yes the sustained value of the food that we're eating that will actually help us from a health perspective and help us to actually metabolize it even better without toxins that might be in some of the food. Absolutely. For sure, for sure. Let's talk about the hormone thing though. Let's talk about that. A lot of women, especially the ones that are going towards menopause and they're sweating profusely and talking about not getting sleep and all of that. So we know they're going through the change of life, all kinds of things going on with that. So how do you help your clients as they are faced with some of those realities? It depends, like as again, back to we all different. Some of them needs actually medication. Some of them need like a supplement to stabilize it just by doing naturally without medication. It's hard. Sometimes you, you need to buy a bullet. You, uh, whether you don't want to go on medication, it's not your choice. But sometimes you can see it that you don't have a choice. But it doesn't mean that by going on medication, the tablet is your answer to everything. So obviously, they have to embrace the holistic side. As I say, is always if they have a sleepless nights, it will affect cortisol. 
it will affect one of the other hormones and just working basically on stabilizing hormone levels. If you had a restless night, the first thing when you wake up in the morning, your body screams for sugar. It's a natural instinct. Breakfast is going to be something unhealthy. It's going to be something high in, cl- in glucose. It's something's going to be sugary. It's not going to be healthy. And once you start your day like that, from that point, you just go down a hill. There is no, so you're going on a roller coaster because you boost your energy for a couple hours, you crush. And then you start again, you need something. So they go back on the sugar. So it's a vicious circle, basically. This is what's happening. And I'm working with women like that. And for them to understand why this happening, they need to be aware of it. That if you had a bad night's sleep, it's educating. The first thing, you're going to reach out for something sugary. So you need to avoid that. You need to have, no matter how bad you got that craving of for sugary, you need to have a decent breakfast. You need to have avocado, load up yourself on the good fats you can have an egg you can have avocado you can have some sort of maybe salads you can have a coffee you need to have a decent breakfast just to stop going from that kind of energy going up and crushing down you need to stabilize your hormones you need to stabilize your sugar level so you do have a good night's sleep you don't suffer with restless nights and you don't suffer with these cravings that is like one minute I crave for something sweet, then I go for something savory, then back to sweet, back to savory. It's constantly that. And it's not easy. It's education. It's a learning curve. It's a big thing, that temptation not to give in. It's, it's easy said than done. But when you wake up in the morning and you feel tired and all you want, maybe having a piece of croissant or some, some sort of pastry with the coffee, because it's easy and it's quick. This one, it starts to go down a hill. Massive difference compare Europe to UK and UK to USA. It's a big difference. And myself being from Europe, coming from Europe, when I go do my grocery shopping, I intend to quite often go to European shops because it's just simply the food quality is better. If you buy, let's just say, like salami, for example, it's going to be the meat is going to be more based on meat than actually carbohydrates. And I always read the label, especially when it comes to something new that I haven't seen it before. My first thing is always read the label, what is in there. And it's amazing how they decreasing fat, but they're increasing sugars. And everyone is going is a fat free, low in fat this, low in fat that. And because they're afraid of fats. They, we've been taught for decades that the fat is bad for us. This is how the fat-free products started to appear. And for some reason, ever since, obesity increased. Since the fat-free products have become available. And cons- people consuming more fat-free products, not without realizing that they are loaded in sugars. For sure. One thing that intrigued me about your profile is one of the the things you talk about is your ketogenic approach. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about what that is? So ketogenic diet, which is high in fat, low in carbs, and moderated protein. And the reason is because it reminds me how my parents fed me when I was a kid. I know people, because obviously I mentioned high in fat. So a lot of people think that it's enormous amount of fat. They're petrified because they think they need to increase the fat. And God forbid increase the fat. The fat's going to make me fat. And I'm already fat. And when 
I start working with them. When I start, I was like, describe me your day. What do you have? What do you eat? And when I see what they eat, they already consume way too much fat, but they consume unhealthy fat plus carbohydrates. So where is this two things clashes? And that's why they're gaining weight. But then again, people don't realize what is a good fat, what is a bad fat? Because fat is this, for them is the same thing and it's a bad thing. And when you start saying, actually, butter is good for you, it's a good, decent, good quality butter, grass-fed animals, cows, it's a good butter. It's a good resource of good fat. Olive oil, it's a good fat. Avocado, it's a good fat. But like vegetable oil, sunflower oil, and all those different type of processed oils, they are processed and they're not good for you. Even having a cheese in moderation, it's a good source of fat. But again, it's a good quality cheese. Now, everyone's obviously embracing a vegan lifestyle. Yes. So what it is, a lot of people obviously missing out of food choices. So they simply, that sense involves keto diet as well. And these, instead of, because obviously keto, you cannot have a bread. So I'm going to go on to keto bread, but that's still processed. It's still processed food. Keto diet is not about having the bread. It's not, it's about not having the bread, not replacing the things with other things. Yeah, and, so like on the vegan diet, like you said, let's have vegan hot dogs. Like what's, what's the point? point? Exactly. Same as they have in the vegan cheese. And I picked it up once in the supermarket, a vegan cheese, and the amount of carbohydrates in the cheese, it was shocking. Cheese doesn't have carbohydrates. It's all about the fat. Cheese will have maybe 0.5 carbohydrates. Vegan cheese consumes 17 grams of carbohydrates. So how healthy is healthy? So with the ketogenic diet, or ketogenic approach to eating, it's more focused on healthy fats, reduced carbs, yes, and moderate protein. This ketogenic diet is as well about the weight loss because normally humans use sugar, glucose for energy. On ketogenic diet, you use your fat for energy. You're in the metabolic state. You go into ketosis where your liver starts producing ketones and you start burning liver fat for your energy this is the one approach and at the same time you could as i do embrace ketogenic diet without being in the ketosis it's just i like that lifestyle i like the food choices i make i like simplicity and i like quality so would you say that the keto approach for weight loss could be a place to start and then the ketogenic from a health standpoint is a lifestyle approach. Yes. It's, ketogenic diet is not just for the weight loss. It's got many benefits. And quite a lot of my clients, when they reach their weight loss goal, they're trying to add some carbohydrates in moderation because at that point, obviously, they learn what food and the quality of food, what does to your body. They learn how to make right choices. And now when they're trying to, adding some carbohydrates. Number one, what they see is the energy levels. On a ketogenic diet, your energy goes through the roof. You are so pumped up. And 
then going on the carbohydrates you feel like sluggish lack of energy lazy a little bit and because of that reason a lot of them go back on the ketogenic diet not strict with obviously flexibility but they embrace it more just purely for the energy because no one likes to feel tired all day every day some people are so used to it (laughs) they don't know how else to feel because that's just what their norm is Exactly. And some people say, I'm tired of feeling tired. So I'm still curious about something you said earlier, Jintera, about when your liver responds and begins to burn the fat for energy. I'm talking about body fat for energy. Existing fat, yes. Exactly. So what would be the difference between that keto phase and the keto phase, let's just say that you are in, which is simply a lifestyle way of eating, what would be the difference between the two approaches? What is? So basically is that to get yourself in the ketosis where you're burning fat for your energy is you have to consume certain amount of carbs. You need to limit the carbs. And that will put you in ketosis. But if you, for example, have enough, which carbs, as I mentioned before, is all vegetables, salads, and fruits. So you need to, to be in the ketosis, you need to, limit the fruits quite drastically so you cannot have consume like grapes apples and any fruit that is super high in sugar you can have a berries because they are in sugar but they the least consume least sugar same it comes with the vegetables like you try to avoid vegetables that grows in the ground because they're high in sugar so when you eliminate those foods obviously your sugar level stabilizing and that what brings you, gets you into ketosis. Not being in a ketosis, it doesn't mean you have to consume bread and pastas and all that stuff. But you could increase your vegetables, your variety. You embracing whether carrots and sweet potato and parsnips. And now and then you can have a grape or apple and all that, which is sugars. Yes, the fructose. But you're not going to be in the ketosis. Your body will run on a glucose. But you're still having a good carb. Now, would you gain weight when you add those things? So if you're in ketosis, obviously you've lost weight, lost the body fat. And then you still are on the keto regime, if you will. But you add a little bit of those fruits and vegetables. So your carb intake is slightly higher. Would you gain back what you lost? No, at that point, you will be able to maintain. Obviously, it's, as I say, especially as we're getting older, everything consumed in moderation. Unfortunately, we're not anymore teenagers where we have incredible metabolism. As we age, our metabolism slows down. And this is what it triggers our weight. You still have to involve some sort of activity. You need to be fit, whether it's swimming, walking, power walking, gym, running, tennis playing or whatever. We need to stay fit. Not just because to be slim, we need to be fit. In essence, just to have the quality of life that you want to have with the high level of energy that allows you to have quality of life that is your idea of optimal health is really what it's about. Exactly. Optimizing your health in every way that you possibly can. It doesn't mean that a lot of obviously women think that hitting the gym 
is going to be so hard. I'm not asking you to train for bodybuilder. Gym is not about being bodybuilders. Let me ask you this as we kind of wrap things up. What is your call to action? What would you like people to do as a result of listening to this podcast? And how can they contact you? I always say make a piece with the food. Start, start making the little changes. I know for some people it's quite hard to make a big changes and it's hard to keep up with the changes. If you're one of those type of people, start making the little changes. Be more mindful. Be in the moment. When you're having a dinner, like this, when you eat, whether dinner, breakfast, lunch, be in the moment. Understand what you're eating. Because a lot of like, we in such a rush, in such a go, we never understand like what even we eat and we finish eating is what did I just have? That I didn't eat, I couldn't even taste it. I don't remember. And then we end up having a more because we've not registered that whether we've been fed or not. So just make a piece with the food. Be, once you're eating, be mindful in the moment. Just be in the moment. So being a mindful, being in the moment, being intentional and aware of what's going on at that time. It's mm-hmm. time for you. Take a breath. Just stop for 30 minutes, for an hour. Just enjoy what you have on your plate. Okay, that makes sense. It sounds simple enough. Okay, that's great advice for anyone who's listening. So how can folks contact you? I have a website, which is www.ketogenic-wellness.com or you can contact me directly by by email, which is hello at ketogenic-wellness.com. Yeah, I appreciate you letting us spend some time with you today. I will put your contact information in the notes for today's show. Again, thanks so much for your time and thanks so much for sharing your perspective. We'll be in touch. Absolutely. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Next Chapter Experience. If you have already subscribed, rated, and left a review, or shared this podcast with a friend, many, many thanks. For questions, comments, or feedback, reach out to me at Jeanette Lissette at nextchapterexperience.com. We'll be back with more conversations, so until then, keep that fire burning.